You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketing Podcast. My name is Troy Singer, along with my co-host, Bart Kaler, where every week we interview higher ed marketers that we admire for the benefit and hopefully the betterment of the higher ed community. This week, we are interviewing someone that both Bart and I are friends with, fans of, and customers of. It's Ethan Butte. He is with a company called BombBomb. Bart, what can you say about BombBomb? Well, I have been a customer of BombBomb for three years and and uh, probably a fanboy of BombBomb since then. I, I, I had someone send me a, a video that came in my email box one time, and, and it was just a little animated thumbnail and they had their na- my name written on a notepad encouraging me to watch the video and it just blew me away that somebody took the time to actually record a personal video for me and and, and that was the way they were communicating with me and so I looked it up immediately and realized that BombBomb was a tool that was uh, very easy to, to use and it was uh, very affordable so I signed up for it that day and uh, I'm as I've learned from Ethan I'm, I'm coming up on a, a thousand videos but before you kind of tune out and think oh this is just a piece of you know a, a podcast about a product or about a service while while BombBomb is um, software as a service and it it's a very powerful tool that I think a lot of schools could use and and but I think that what is really important is that what what Ethan talks about is a lot more about how we as marketers can humanize and just lean into the natural tendencies that we have for um, for really being able to communicate well through all the means that we have, uh, facial, you know, uh, just the way that we, we carry ourselves. And video does that much better than, than an email does. And so you make sure that you listen to the, the podcast and, and Ethan really goes through and talks about the importance of rehumanizing things and, and kind of moving beyond the technology and, and using our humanness in the way that we communicate and market. And I think that, uh, I think we all would agree that everybody talks about, boy, if I can get the family on campus, we can, we can really make sure that they come. Well, this is a way to kind of, you know, do that same familiarity, that same trust level in a way that's, uh, that's very similar to that. And if you're, if you know Ethan from the internet, he is very engaging. He is very passionate about communicating in a very human way. And he communicates in a way that you not only listen to, but you feel. And I think if you listen to this interview in its entirety, you'll know exactly what I mean. So here is Ethan Butte of BombBomb. Hello, Troy. Hello, Bart. Thank you so much for having me. Privileged to be here and I'm excited for the conversation. It is our pleasure. And before we get into what BombBomb is, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a parent who is now sending a kid to his first year of college. So I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I can really relate to the process that we went through between parent and student, the way we came together on the experience, where it diverged and all of that. So that's been a fun and exciting thing in our life over the past couple of years as we've prepared for what I think is the most bittersweet moment in my Mm -hmm. life personally, um, truly both sides of that. And we're excited for him. He's headed your way, Bart, to Butler University in Indianapolis. 
and uh, I have been here at BombBomb for a decade. If you're curious about my title, I'm essentially a, a learner, practitioner, educator of the philosophy and practice of being more personal and human in your digital communication. Um, it's something that I've evolved into by being the first and only marketer for a couple of years here. Prior to that, I built a career in local television. So I ran marketing teams inside like your local ABC, NBC, or Fox affiliate. I did that in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in Chicago, and out here in Colorado Springs, where I am now. Thank you, Ethan. And you kind of teased us a little bit about Bomb Bomb, but go ahead and tell everyone what Bomb Bomb is and what Bomb Bomb does. Every single day, you're entrusting your most important and valuable messages to a form of communication that doesn't differentiate you and your school, doesn't build trust and rapport quite as well as you do in person, and frankly, just at a very fundamental level, doesn't communicate nearly as well as you do when you just look someone in the eye and talk to them. And so when we think about all of the faceless, typed-out text that we're relying on every day to get our job done, it immediately becomes clear that there are moments throughout your day and throughout your week, whether you're communicating with a team member, a potential team member, a parent, a student, anyone in your network who you rely on to be successful that there are moments throughout your day and throughout your week where using a video instead of what would otherwise be two or three or four paragraphs of text is going to save you time. It's going to be more meaningful to the other person. It's going to explain it more clearly. And so we've created a set of tools that make it easy to record and send videos almost as easy as it is just to go to the keyboard. In a lot of cases, easier and faster than it is to go to the keyboard. And so you can record and send these lightweight video messages in Gmail, in Outlook, in Salesforce, from Google Chrome with our Android and iPhone apps and a variety of other locations. And again, the idea is it's a little more personal. It's a little more human. It's a little more complete. We track the results so you know who's opening your emails and playing your videos and how much they're watching. So you know kind of when to follow up and that type of thing. You can also send mass emails as well. But where I think most people find the most value on the receiving end and on the sending end is in that truly personal moment for one person or two people or three people. Thank you, Ethan. And that was very well said and well captured. I must say in full disclosure, both Bart and I are users and probably volunteer evangelists of BombBomb. And one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on and share it with our listeners. And Bart, I'm sure you agree that BombBomb is an essential part of both of our communication throughout the day. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I've been a fanboy of, of BombBomb for, I think, Ethan, you and I figured out about three years the other day when we were doing the pre-interview. And so, uh, as Ethan pointed out, I'm coming up on a thousand videos, which I'm excited about. So, um, I think as we kind of get into the conversation, Ethan, I kind of want to just, you know, you talked a little bit about it, but let's kind of tease it out a little bit more about this overall benefit that video provides uh, in communications. I mean, you know, we've we've got a We've got the idea that, okay, you know, all these students and prospective students, whether they're traditional or adult or even parents to a degree, I think that you kind of have made a point about how video can represent ourselves and and ultimately our school in a different way. Tell us a little bit more about that and and how, what's your philosophy behind that? Yeah. I mean, when we look at, let's just focus exclusively on digital, virtual, and online communication. If we're, if we're honest with ourselves and we look at that hierarchy, actually, let's take it all the way wide. When we look at the hierarchy of all the ways we connect and communicate with people, I think we'll all agree that in-person is best. If we could sit down across the table from somebody or side-by-side with somebody, that is where we connect and communicate best. And that's because humans have been doing that for millennia. We're optimized for that. There's so much expression and meaning and intent and motivation 
and sincerity that's expressed through our faces naturally. We don't even have to try to do it. And other people naturally read that from us automatically without even trying to do it. Human facial expression of emotion is both universal and innate. It's universal in that we all do it the same way. And this is, there's a lot of research on this. We included some of it in our first book that across societies, across cultures, across time, we all express our, our emotions the same way through our faces. In addition, it's innate. We all do it the same way from birth. So, you know, that we rely on some, some research that talks about um, the way that babies respond to their parents' faces and what parts of their brain are active. They're like higher levels of the brain that aren't typically activated uh, for any other purpose until much later in their development. And so we know that in terms of communication, faces matter a lot. And yet when you look at so much of what we do, it's faceless, especially digitally and virtually, but in other ways as well. And so one simple way to think about this is we'll go to the handwritten note. Both of both a personal video and handwritten note are wonderful things to do. Every single one of us, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're us and you get to guest or host on this podcast, you are in a privileged situation. You should be appreciative of that opportunity every single day. And none of us does this alone. And so Every one of us every day has at least a couple of people that we could reach out to and express some token of gratitude uh, for something they've done recently or just for what they, who they are or for what they did for us years ago because we, we remember the story and the moment and the feeling that we had. So let's all accept that. And so we could hand write that, um, and that's a nice thing to do, or we could send a personal video. Both of them do the same thing in this way. They both communicate the message. They both have some of our personality in terms of in the written note. It's in our handwriting. It's, it's unique. Bart, you and I could write the exact same words on a piece of paper, and it would feel different reading it off the paper. So that's cool, too. The simple fact when someone receives it, they say, oh, gosh, you did this just for me. So there's no mistaking the time and attention you devoted to that person. And so much of that gratitude is simply in the act, not even just in the words. But when you do it in a video and you do it with your face and your voice and your body and your whole self, um, there's something, and I don't mean to sound too like woo-woo or soft uh, on this, but there's something about breathing the words into real life, even though it's going to be given to the other person in a digital format. There's something about communicating this with your whole self that is even more fulfilling for you and cannot be mistaken on the other end. So that's all a long way around the idea that no matter what you're trying to communicate, whether it's excitement, joy, concern, you're lighting a fire under somebody because they need to get moving on something, it's corrective uh, behavior or corrective action that you're trying to drive as a manager or a parent or a leader, all of these things, there's so much subtlety and nuance that's lost when we rely, when we restrict ourselves to the forms of communication that are around. So we all have an internet connection. We all have high quality cameras attached to them, whether it's our phone or our laptop or our tablet. There is no reason except human vulnerability, which we might get into, that we're, that we're not sending more videos more often in place of substandard, emotionally impoverished communication channels. That's great. I, I really appreciate that. And I think that I think that's so true. And, and one thing I, I wanted to just kind of point out to our audience is the fact that, I mean, every school I've ever talked to, they always say, well, if we can get the family on campus, we can sell them. Well, the whole point, uh, to your point, is the it's that fact that they are able to communicate in the way that we're designed to communicate. Would you agree? 
Yes, every salesperson says that too. We have, we have, by the way, we have all kinds of customers, about 70,000 customers all over the world, mostly in the United States and Canada, but they come from all backgrounds, including a lot of folks that are in uh, universities and schools actually at all levels. And a lot of, a lot of them are, are really traditional salespeople as well in a variety of industries. And it's like, if I could only get in front of them, if I could only get in the room, right? If I could yeah. only get the meeting and this is, this can be the meeting before the meeting. This can accelerate the warmth and the depth that you're at the minute the meeting starts, whether it's an in-person or a virtual meeting. We hear that all the time, too. People feel like they know me before they meet me. It's a great way to follow up after the meeting. It's you in person, recorded at your convenience, and people experience you in, in person at their convenience. And so, yeah, there's a lot there, and I do agree with what you said. Yeah, and I, and I think you just touched on something there that it, it, it builds a sense of familiarity. I mean, that, that, and I know you've got a kind of a philosophy around that, um, just, you know, and, and I'm guessing that that familiarity, you've talked a lot about it already, so I don't want to kind of keep, keep beating that, uh, that drum, but the idea that we are known more so than what we produce. So, I mean, the idea that if we're just writing an email or just writing something, uh, you know, a, a piece of digital content, it's, it's that familiarity, whether it's the familiarity of a hand in, in the handwritten note, like you mentioned before, or the choice of words, or even to the point of, of, of video. I think that's so, so cool that, that you can do that. So I guess there's different ways of using video. And I've learned a lot in my three years of, of, you know, watching and learning myself, but also kind of getting some good tips and tricks from, from the folks at BombBomb and, and seeing that there's a lot of different ways of using video. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Cause I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, it's certainly a personal way that can be done sometimes quicker than, than t- um, typing, but then it's also uh, maybe there's an evergreen perspective of it too, for kind of a larger sense. So, Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, and first, and thank you for that question because I want to. It reminds me to step back for a moment so that people are perfectly clear. Because all three of us are perfectly clear. We make sure the listeners yeah. are too. We're not talking about that. Not necessarily. You can take these videos and put them in Bomb Bomb and send them out too. We're not talking about lights and scripts and editing and drones and green screens and production. We're not talking about videos for your homepage or videos to like load up uh, your Instagram or feed or your YouTube channel or anything. Any of those videos are appropriate to add to this channel of um, email or direct messaging, social messaging. You can do that too. But what we're primarily talking about is casual, conversational webcam or smartphone videos. Again, the point of comparison isn't a television commercial or a film trailer. It's a is this better than what would otherwise be two or three paragraphs of text? So, yes. Yeah, so a lot of what I do, I mean, you don't, you don't get to a thousand videos, Bart, as you are on the door doorstep of if you haven't crossed into that door already, or 12,000 videos plus like I've sent, unless you're sending truly personal videos. And that is a super powerful way to do it. And so as you're getting started, potential students and families really close to that process. You're in the, they're in the selection phase and you're up against one or two or three other opportunities and you really want to win that out. That's a great spot to be truly personal with those folks. You might even find some of those spots further upstream of that moment as well. Um, and the earlier you can do it, the better, but there's this balance between efficiency and effectiveness that we all wrestle with every single day. You know, the most, the best thing we could do all the time is be truly personal and all of our touches all the time, but we just can't do that. It's not practical. So to your question, um, you can record a video once in BombBomb or upload a video into BombBomb or any other platform, by the way, who have a number of competitors, and use that video over and over and over again. For example, frequently asked questions, great foundation for any marketing 
great foundation for a blog series, great foundation for some of your core web pages, great foundation for a video series, great foundation for a an evergreen video that you record once it's in your bomb bomb account, or maybe it's tied to a sequence of emails. that's going to go out once that sequence gets triggered. And it's based on questions that most parents have at this moment in their relationship with you, or that most potential students have at this moment in their relationship with you, or even new team members on your team. How are you onboarding them? You could use recorded videos, casual ones, um, to help answer their question, hey, now that you're at this point in a relationship with us, you might be wondering this, that, and the other thing. Perfectly common questions. I want to address two of those right here in this video, right? And so don't restrict your mindset about video to, again, like a produced video that w- requires a lot of time and a lot of budget. Simple videos are obviously standard now on all the social networks, especially with lives and things that don't have a lot of production. Even though some of the software allows you to put up titles and graphics and transition between things, that's all fine too. Uh, but this simple style, if you are serving somebody If you're answering their question, if you're meeting their need, if you're expressing your gratitude, if you're getting ahead of a problem, if you're doing any of these things in the spirit of service, production values don't matter. The key thing is that can they hear you and can they see you? If they can hear you clearly and your microphone's not cutting out, and if they can see you, you're basically well lit, then it's good enough because it's all about that human-to-human connection when we're talking about this style of video. Yeah. And I have found, you know, a, a tip that has been so valuable for me is just the idea of because the way Bomb Bomb you know, records, when it when it does its magic, it puts the, an animated GIF the first five seconds into the email itself. And then you click on that to go to a landing page that you watch the video. But what I have found is that if I do a tip like um, write somebody's name down on a piece of paper or, you know, show it on a phone or something, um, you know, that helps them get the attention in that first five second animated GIF that, oh, they made that for me. You know, and it goes back to what you said earlier, especially if you're using the personal videos, they made that for me. And uh, just a funny side note today, I had somebody, I use BombBomb often when I have a, a you know, request for information or somebody downloads an ebook. And many times people will not give their real name. Uh, when they when they do that, they, they'll put their email address, but not their real name. So today I received a request from John Cena. And so, um, you know, That's rather than, yeah. And so I thought, you know, how am I going to get this person's attention through this personal video that I want to send them and, and tell them, you know, here's some additional resources. So I actually just found a picture of John Cena on my phone and just held it up as I was recording the first five seconds. And so it was a funny way to get their attention. Yeah. But I think that that's, that's the point is that we're really trying to build that familiarity. They could know in the first five seconds that I had a sense of humor and that I wasn't trying to make a hard sell with them. And so I think that's so important. And I think that, like you said, the familiarity, the different ways of using the, the video, it's really the fact and what we're learning uh, in a lot of our different ways of, of communicating is that people want to be known and, and they and they they want others to know them, especially, you know, the Generation Z that we're doing for traditional undergrad. And I know in our pre-interview, Ethan, you were talking a little bit about your son's journey into higher education and how he actually leveraged BombBomb in the way that he was communicating with the school. Yeah, we sent, uh, you know, I was side by side with him on it because he's still warming up to the idea, but we definitely sent a couple of personal videos uh, in response to things. And it's, you know, there's both sides to this, you know, at some level, especially for selective programs, you know, you, you want to put your best face right. forward, you know, and it, likewise, the school wants to do the same for the parents and the, and the potential students. But, uh, 
you know, I know that for him and for anyone who works with young people, this is a valuable skill that will become increasingly valuable as we move forward into the future. And I'll tell you what, the skills are highly, highly transferable. I had never done a webinar. I'd never done a stage presentation. I'd never done any of this stuff, but that I, that I was called to do it in the context of my work as I was learning to get comfortable speaking extemporaneously into a camera when there's no one in this case, you guys are on my screen at least, but you know, oftentimes you're doing it in an, in, in an office by yourself and it can be an interesting, awkward, challenging thing. But I'll tell you what, when you get comfortable doing it, a, you're stronger in a live presence in a meeting with your peers or with potential customers or anybody else. You are more comfortable in speaking in any scenario, whether it's a public speaking in, a, in an intimate group or a large group, on a webinar, et cetera. Like these are very, very valuable life skills. And, and what it's really about is being comfortable in your own skin and being confident in who you are, being confident in the message that you're carrying. And until you practice it, that's the cool thing about this. It's a lightweight, easy practice for these things that are so valuable throughout your life. I would also say, as you get into the process of, gosh, how can I make sure people are going to play these videos? Bart, you were talking about some of the things that you do to show in that little animated preview that this video is for them or about them or relevant to them. Even that process, that mindset process of What's in it for the other person? Why would she play this video? Why would he play this video? Why would they open this email? The more we do that on a repetitive basis, the stronger we get about, A, being more human-centric in our approach to all the work that we do, but then, B, into getting more and more effective with this specific practice. And so there's just layers and layers of benefits to making this part of how you operate those, by the way, the, the benefits are also part of what makes it challenging. Um, again, most people fear judgment and rejection. This is a very deep human thing. If you were judged and rejected a thousand years ago, you would die on the beach or in the desert or on the mountainside or alongside the forest or wherever you and your tribe existed at the time, uh, you would die there if the group rejected you. And that's still with us today. And so people that's why I say comfortable in your own body, comfortable in your own skin, confident in your message, confident in, at least in your sincerity, right? All of us are selling all the time. I think most of us hopefully are in roles where we are proud of the work that we do. We're proud of our organization. We love our customers, who whatever that looks like. We love our clients. We obviously need and want more of them. We're coming in a spirit of sincerity and service. If these things, if anything I just said is true of you, and the work that you do at the university that you're in, there's nothing better that you could do than put this on camera for people because there's no faking these things. Right. There's no better way to capture it except for being in the same room with people, which, again, doesn't really scale the same way sitting down and recording 10 videos in a half an hour does. Troy, I know you had some other thoughts. Yeah, I think that Ethan has done an excellent job of building the value and the reason why we should consider using video in our outreach. But if we could talk about how we would relate to higher ed specifically and maybe in the enrollment process. I'm not sure, Ethan, if you have experience or any ideas of how this can be incorporated by admissions or enrollment as they are going out and trying to attract students to come to their school. Right. So I know that both of you do excellent work in helping people do multi-channel, or I don't know if you call it omni-channel now, that's pretty popular, campaigns, and, 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 and collect and manage data 
effectively. And so what I would challenge people to do is to think about where are the moments of friction? Where are the moments of confusion? When you look at kind of the cascading conversion rates from, you know, we're going to start with this list of 50,000 and and X percent are going to take the next step. Y percent are going to take the next step. Z percent are going to take the next step. If you look at all of the steps along the process, you can certainly find moments where there's some fall off or there's some confusion. There's some degree of friction. These are all great spots to add video. And it could be an evergreen video, as we already described, especially the farther up you are and the more just the sheer volume alone just isn't practical to send 10,000 personal videos to that 20% that responded to that, you know, to that broad-based campaign. Um, However, you might also know through data that some slice of that, I'm just going to again stick with this number 10,000, that some thin slice of that 10,000 is highly, highly desirable because yes, yes, five out of five, four out of five, yes, no, no. Like whatever list you build is like, is this, is this a match? Is this a match? Is it whatever your ideal uh, customer is, ideal student is, um, you might find that even at that level that there, there are some ways to get at it where you might actually get personal there. Certainly as you move forward, as people raise their hand and, and opt into meetings and um, virtual events and webinars and some of this and that kind of now you're curating it closer and closer and they're demonstrating with their behavior more and more interest. Certainly um, event confirmations, virtual event or in-person event confirmations, great for an evergreen or even a truly personal video. The follow-up afterward, especially again, if you know that they've, they, they, they've jumped through all these hurdles and they attended this live event and they fit three of our ideal uh, student profile markers, Follow up after that webinar. If someone asks really smart questions or volunteers and becomes an example in this live event that's a benefit to you and the, you know, 60 or 80 or 600 or 800 other families on the call, certainly acknowledge that, appreciate that. The kinds of people that are stepping forward with their behavior, stepping forward with confidence, stepping forward in a way that's helpful to other people, these are the kinds of moments where you're like, okay, I've got, and what I do, by the way, I don't do this work directly, but I keep a list and it's a, I keep it on a notepad. It's with me next to me all the time. I do, I write down a number of things, but when I hear a team member's name or when I, um, a customer's comes to mind or I see a customer on social or some, or a team member, uh, like I just write people's names down and you might do the same thing in whatever context it is. Um, or you write reports in your CRM that, that checks all these boxes, fits these criteria. Yes, no, yes, no, five out of five, four out of five, whatever, like the things I said before. And that's this this curated filtered list, knock through those, you know, like create opportunities for yourself and then time block 15 or 30 minutes and just send personal videos. I promise when you pick these spots where you want to increase that rate of people moving to the next step, or you want to honor people who have jumped through some of those hurdles, uh, jumped over some of those hurdles, um, that, that it will be a very rewarding experience for you and your results and for the people that are now becoming members of your community for the long term. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the idea of being proactive because I think that sometimes I, I witness in a lot of uh, admissions offices, and, and granted, there are younger professionals that are that are typically your admissions counselors. They're, they're one or two years out of school, and, and many times they are they're, um, maybe need a little bit more training. But being proactive rather than just saying, okay, I'm supposed to send this call or I'm supposed to do this today, 
really kind of thinking through that, I think is a really wise thing that you've said there, Ethan. And I've seen that, you know, some of the schools that I have been working with that are that are using BombBomb and tools like it, I think those are the ones that are finding the most success are the ones that are actually using it in a proactive way. And, you know, matter of fact, one of the, uh, one of the schools we work with, they did an evergreen video and during, um, during commencement, they actually filmed the uh, president as he was walking the path into commencement. And he simply said, you know, hello, I'm, you know, so-and-so from such-and-such school, and we're walking into our 75th anniversary commencement, and I'd love to see you here in four years. Uh, you know, and, and they use that that evergreen video in their in their outreach campaign the next year. And so I think there's a lot of very creative ways to do it. I've encouraged some schools to, you know, have your admissions counselors do it. And if and if you write those names down of this certain kinds of people, maybe one of the professors that they've met sends a bomb bomb video or, or maybe the president sends a bomb bomb video, depending on the size of your school. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, especially if you're if you're a parent and all of a sudden it's like, wow, the president of the school sent a video to my to my son or daughter, I would I would stop and take notice of that. So I think there's a lot of ways that uh, BombBomb can really be used well for, for enrollment. Uh, um, one quick note there for you, and it reminds me, I listened to the episode with Christy LaFree of Butler, and, and you all were talking with her about uh, sending Butler Blue, their live mascot, a fun yeah. bulldog, out to uh, present uh, admissions uh, letters to, to acceptance letters to students. We've seen, uh, I'm thinking of a case study in particular that we did with a very large university and it was their law school in particular, but a number of their programs use it. And they're sending out personal videos as acceptance letters. And these are things you can't quantify. I know we were talking about numbers before and increasing the conversion rates and that all adds up and it's super important, but the nature of the replies that they get oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Like, especially if you're in a competitive situation, this idea of accepting students into a program in a truly personal way. I mean, of course, that you haven't closed the deal yet at that point. You've just right. said the door is open to you. Would you please come through it? I also love this idea that you shared of, hey, I would love to see you here in this room in, in four years from now kind of a thing. Uh, but there's so many spots to do. And you use the word creative, and I know that that can be intimidating to people. These creative just means uh, novel and useful, something you're not doing now and most people aren't doing now that's useful. That's the definition of creative. I think a lot of people hear creative. They're like, oh, I need to make creative time and go off in a, you know, to a special place and come back with a bunch of creative ideas. Like all these things are right in front of us. And it's just all about what would make people feel happier? What would make people feel more secure? What would make people feel more confident? What would make people feel better about themselves, about me personally, about this university, about this opportunity, et cetera. And you'll start to see moments to be more human all along the way. That's great. And I, I know we've been talking a lot about enrollment, but I, it just got me thinking. I mean, this is certainly being human for alumni and advancement. I mean, if I'm going to go ask somebody for money or something like that, a gift to the school, I mean, this could be very effective for that as well. We have so, I mean, because again, I, I don't like to talk about it in these terms and probably most people don't, but that is a sales job too. We're selling yeah. all the time in all of our roles. So if we're honest with ourselves, but Absolutely. We have a number among our customers uh, are a number of nonprofits and other organizations that, that, you know, some share of their revenue is um, contribution from the community that they've built. In this case, it's the alumni community and other supporting people. And certainly, again, when we talk about 
um, the balance of e efficiency and effectiveness. You know, they're sending evergreen videos to people at certain levels, but truly personal videos to get in front of proactively or to thank people um, in response or reaction to gifts over X, whatever X is for you, um, where there's a manageable threshold, you need to trigger an alert that says this now goes on somebody's list to send a truly personal thank you video. Sometimes I'm um, thinking of a food bank that I'm on the board of directors with, and um, sometimes they'll even team up. The CEO always does it, but sometimes she'll do it with other people too. And, and it's just this like, again, gift of time and attention. These two or three people took, even if it's 20 seconds out of their day, that's no match for the $15,000 that just came into the food bank on a, you know, comparison basis, but it means that much to that other person. They're already bought in on the cause, but it, it just cements that and leaves an emotional resonance that can't be created any other way. Yeah, I love that. And I love the idea that, you know, even, even for a school, you can have the president and a student sit down and maybe oh, knock gosh, out yes. knock out 10 of those in, a, in an hour. And just uh, how powerful would that be to not only have the president thanking them, but also the student, their lives are going to be impacted or represented students in that. So that's, that's really great. And I, I remember something about tears that we had talked about in, in that. Um, and, and maybe you've just referenced that, the idea that, that, you know, that brings tears to some people's eyes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've received and I've heard stories of our customers. Again, I've been here for a decade. In the beginning, we had so few customers that I knew most of them personally because I was sending them videos. They were sending me videos back. And I've continued to do that over the years. So I have personal relationships with hundreds of our customers. And I've heard a lot of stories uh, by video and sometimes, if I'm fortunate enough, in person. Um, it's always fun to meet someone in person that you've been communicating with in video because it's just like, I know you. You know, it's just this really warm, awesome, wonderful. Like, I can't wait to meet both of you guys because I know it will happen one day. It'll be like, ah, I know these guys. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, this totally made my day. I absolutely needed to hear that. Thank you so much. This means the world to me. Um, again, and when I'm, th I'm thinking of that, um, that law school, oh, this brought tears to my eyes. Like posts on social where they're sharing the video and their reaction to it yeah. so that everyone else can experience it as well. Like just that this goes back to what you said about Gen Z. Um, they want to be known. Every one of us wants to be known at like the choices that we make every day, how we dress ourselves, what, you know, the way the glasses we chose for ourselves, for those of us that have to wear glasses, the cars we drive, the, the way that we decorate our office, all of this, everything is about, I want to be seen and understood and felt and appreciated for the unique human being that I am. That's it. All of us are desperate for that acceptance acknowledgement, camaraderie, community, sense of belonging. It is baked into us as a social species that is meant to be in relationship with one another. And so when you can touch someone in a sincere way at the right time, and this doesn't always have to be about something emotional, but this is another thing that goes on my list. I see a friend post that, um, uh, you know, she lost her grandfather, goes on the list. Hey, you know, I never met him. Your post was beautiful. I know I liked, I know I left a comment, uh, but I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what value might be in this experience for you or your family, but just know that I'm thinking about you. And I hope you have a great, uh, great rest of your day, a great rest of the week, despite the loss, right? I, just, yep. I, mean, I wouldn't do that exactly, but something like that. Exactly. Right? Exactly.
That's, that's the kind of thing that's like, oh my gosh, I totally needed to hear that. And I know that's a little bit outside the bounds of admission and staying in touch with alumni, but it's not. No. These are real people with real lives, and you're going to be part of it. They're going to be part of yours. They, these are the people that you're welcoming into your community to define the culture, to define the experience, to affect the experience in the lives of all the other people in the community. This is the kind of thing, and I know it starts to feel unscalable when we start getting into this thing. This is how you, and this is kind of a goofy word for it, but I mean, this is where legacy comes from. It comes from the small acts that add up over time. And that is culture. That is how we do it around here. That is what, that's our, our values in action. That is practicing what we preach. If we believe that we are, uh, that we are a place in our university or our business or our family or our community or whatever group that we're in in the moment, because we all belong to multiple groups all the time, if we believe that people are important, then this is something easy that we can do in the context of the way that we're communicating digitally, virtually, and online. Thank you, Ethan. I think you've done an excellent job of demonstrating the value of BombBomb, improving your right to win. And I'm hoping that uh, people that are listening to this will uh, at least contact you or look into you. Or you said you have competitors. We're here because we like you, but we also believe in the video communication. But I also wanted to give you an opportunity because I think this is wonderful the company BombBomb is doing a nonprofit initiative, and I think for the right nonprofits, this could be a game changer. So if you could describe that to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It came out of the onset of the pandemic. We have a lot of uh, young parents and families here in BombBomb. We're about 150 people, almost all of us in Colorado Springs, handful in Denver, and then a handful more far flung. And uh, a lot of you know, we we immediately empathize with the teachers, some of these, some of the spouses and significant others and parents of our bomb bomb team members, our teachers as well. And we immediately thought, oh my gosh, they're being thrown into this challenging situation on the fly. We think we can help. And so we immediately made bomb bomb available to teachers. And then we just decided to extend it to all nonprofits. And so if you go to bombbomb.com slash nonprofit dash partnership. And that's a lot of letters to type, but they're easy words to remember. BombBomb.com slash nonprofit dash partnership. Um, you can sign up for a free account. It's our, it's a lightweight account. It's our Google Chrome extension combined with our mobile apps. Um, it'll allow you to easily record and send videos from that Chrome extension. You can take those videos and drop them into LinkedIn messages or drop them into emails or drop them into Facebook messages and a variety of other places. The mobile apps allow you to record and send obviously anywhere that you are. And, um, We've seen it work for a number of nonprofits. It's consistent with who we are as a company. We don't have time to get into who we are and what our purpose is uh, in this experience that we're all in simultaneously here on Earth. But, you know, for us, we want to rehumanize the planet, and we want to do it by rehumanizing digital communication. It's one of the primary ways that we do it with the revenue that we generate. We do a lot of other things with the time and talent that is committed to us here inside the company we do a lot of different things with that too, but through the product, we can do it as well. And so we welcome nonprofits to, to sign up there um, at absolutely no cost and experience. What I say is the big difference that a simple video can make. That's wonderful. Everything that we've touted over the past 40 minutes, you've made available to nonprofits. And again, as we close, would like to give you an opportunity to let everyone know about your book and then how they can contact you if they would like to do so. 
Sure. I welcome direct communication. I'm Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at bombbomb.com. And of course, that's just the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. So it's just Ethan at bombbomb.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and all the other social networks by first name, last name, Ethan Butte. And I am really excited about this new book that we've written. We've written one before, Steve Passanelli and I. Steve's a longtime team member and friend of mine. Um, He's a customer before he became our chief marketing officer. And uh, we co-authored Rehumanize Your Business a couple of years ago, and that's available. These are both at bombbomb.com slash book, by the way. You can access both of them there. And this newer book we wrote called Human-Centered Communication, um, in that we go wider than video email and video messaging, and we go deeper into human connection, and we roped in uh, almost a dozen of our expert friends, including a marketing futurist from Salesforce, one of the original team members and sales executive at HubSpot, an emotional intelligence expert who holds seven U.S. patents in the analysis of facial coding data, just like really cool people that we've met along the way, all to help people be more personal and effective in all of these digital, virtual, and online spaces that are increasingly noisy, increasingly polluted, increasingly controlled by algorithms, by the way. What we see when and how is increasingly dictated by machines. And so in the face of all of that, how can we, people who are operating in a spirit of service, who are doing more helping than we are necessarily selling, How can we break through that noise, build trust, generate engagement, and ultimately build reputation? Because that reputation, that familiarity, that being known and recognized is going to be what's going to get us through all of the noise and pollution and give us the thumbs up and the green light to get through the door as the machines can increasingly control more doors of like, should this get through? Should this get through? Should this get through? That no like trust, but in this increasingly noisy and polluted environment. So we tackle that from a variety of angles. It is loaded with practical information that I know, whether you're giving presentations for your job, whether you're sending video messages, whether you're sending traditional emails um, or doing any of these other activities, uh, we, we break all that down through our own expertise and through these folks that were kind enough to give us hours of their time to, to be featured uh, in the body of the book. So that one's called Human-Centered Communication. Both of them are at bombbomb.com slash book. Ethan, you give so much through the information through your books, your social media presence, and through your work at BombBomb. I know I have personally been impacted, so thank you, and thank you on behalf of our guests. That is very kind of you to say, and it's a privilege to do. As you both know, you know, it's a privilege to be of service. Thank you. Bart, do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to just, and if it's not apparently obvious to everyone and and i think this is part of what i also want to say in the in the intro and for you people who've stuck around we we record the intro after we talk but um (laughs) i think that one thing i want to just make sure that everybody understands is that we've been talking about uh you know a piece of technology we've been talking about you know software as a service bombbomb.com i mean it's they they sell a product called bombbomb but I think that I hope that you understand that it's not a technology as much as it is as a philosophy and an understanding of how we as humans work and better ways to communicate with one another. I think after 100 years, 120 years of having a, a device like a telephone, we stop thinking of it like, oh, that's a piece of technology that allows me to connect with someone else using my voice. We don't think of it that way anymore. We think of it as a way for us to call somebody and get in touch with them to check up with someone. It, it's 
we we know we understand the benefit now, and we fail to see it sometimes as a as a piece of technology. I think that's what you need to really look at when we look at bomb bomb. It, it, it is a piece of technology, but it's a it's a means to an end of being more human and more real to the people that we are trying to impact and help and serve. And so, um, you know, Ethan was kind enough to say that you know there's there's a lot of ways to do this, but I think I want everybody to walk away realizing that there are tools out there that will help us make a difference and differentiate ourselves from just another piece of digital noise. And I, and I think that's what we want to do is we want to be more human. And I really appreciate Ethan being on the show. That's really well said. I appreciate it so much. You captured what I took 40 minutes to say. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It's been very valuable. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. The Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education, marketing, and branding agency. And by Think Patented, a marketing execution printing and mailing provider of higher ed solutions. On behalf of my co-host, Bart Kaler, I'm Troy Singer. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.